welcome back Kira Klingenberg and Kira Lindenberg from Science Project PDX, a nonprofit group dedicated to teaching kids and adults about science and new and interesting. Thomas Dolby, that song's <laughs> such a classic. I remember when it came out. You oh. guys are too young to remember that, aren't you? I remember when it was my ringtone. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, I need to say, X-Ray in the Morning is supported by our presenting sponsors, Hosley Eco Automotive and Mount Tabor Chiropractic Center. Find out more at HosleyEcoAutomotive.com and MountTaborChiropractic.com. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back Kira Klingenberg and Kira Lindenberg from Science Project PDX, a nonprofit group dedicated to teaching kids and adults about science in new and interesting ways. Their website is scienceprojectpdx.org. Welcome to the show, ladies. Good morning. Thank Good you. Morning. Good morning. What do you have for us this week? Uh, well, because your theme is back to school, Yay! which is one of our favorites, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about some experiments that we've done in some of our programs. Okay. Because inevitably, your kids are going back to school, so they're going to come out home with some probably interesting questions for you or tell you some stories about some of the cool science that they learned. <laughs> or they're going to come home and say, Mom, what's molecular physics? And you're going to be like... <laughs> I've been out of school for 20 years. I don't know what you're talking about. You say Google it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you oh, that's may... a great sound clip. <laughs> you may have done these experiments before, um, but nonetheless, they're, they're, they all provide a really great framework for your kids to kind of do some hands-on learning at home Yay! with them. Yeah. Okay. So we brought in some hands-on experiments that you can do. Um we think it's a really great uh, thing to do with your kids because, first of all, it gives you a chance to connect with your kid, right? We brought one experiment where you're drinking candy and, like, who doesn't want to spend some time with his parents in the kitchen making candy? Hello. Um, and, <laughs> you know, and also kids, a lot of times in schools, they're learning from textbooks, which is nice. It's like a good, like, linear depiction of the things you need to learn. But to really drive things home, sometimes you got to be a little more hands-on, a little more tactile. So um, that's what we brought in today. Okay. We'll also be sharing some of the questions that you can kind of ask kids as you're doing experiments along the way, um, right. which is really great because then it puts the kids kind of in the driver's seat. It makes them the investigator rather than the passive listener. Yeah. And the big difference there being, you know, um, if you're a passive listener, you're sort of just being fed a bunch of information and told how things work. And it's a lot harder to absorb and really like own that material. But if you're the investigator, you're the one asking questions and solving problems that it sets in a lot better. And it, that's and I must add is not only a science skill but that is a life skill. Absolutely, asking questions and problem solving. Yes. Every problem can be solved. I pride myself on being a problem solver because yeah. all you need to do is ask the right questions, listen. <laughs> you know, you need to listen, <laughs> right? And then and then ask the right questions. So I love that. That's a skill that is across the board. Something mm -hmm, kids need to mm -hmm. learn. And, and don't be afraid to be wrong. I feel like in that culture, we really don't. In our culture, we don't get that message that it's okay to be wrong. It's it's you know it's more about like I had a math teacher when I was in elementary school, and she said the way that you're going to get an A in this class is you're going to ask questions. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're wrong. And that yeah, that you're actively listening and that you know you're using your critical thinking skills other than you know guessing or well no that's a, that's a critical thinking skill right? yeah. rather than being fed the information yes. exactly you're yeah. finding out how to get to the information yeah. it's also yeah. really important not to feel intimidated if you actually like when you're working with your kids if you don't actually know the answers to the questions that you ask them because not knowing can be just as powerful as knowing 
uh, being humble and being able to say, you know what, I don't really know either. Yeah. It allows this space for you to continue in and say, so let's find out together. You can use these experiments or experiments to sort of provide this environment where kids get to explore and they get to discover with you. It's yay. So our first so experiment, power. we get to learn together what happens when you add three cups of sugar to one cup of water and some green food coloring in a stick. Can I drink it? <laughs> you uh, no. absolutely can, but A, will not be responsible if you okay. go into diabetic shock. Okay. Um, so anyway, so we brought, if you've ever made, I'm sure lots people have done this at home. You make a rock candy and it really, it, if you have sugar and you have water and you have a jar and a popsicle stick, then you can do it. Um, so this is a great experiment to start talking about chemistry. And chemistry sounds really intimidating, like what is that? It sounds like explosions, but it's really just a study of how molecules interact with each other. Okay. So everything is made of molecules, you know, made of atoms and molecules. Uh, so this one, to do this basically, what you do is you just heat water really hot. You get it boiling and then you dissolve as much sugar in it. Table sugar is fine. Possibly can. You basically just put it in, put it in, put it in until it stops dissolving. Uh, and then you pour it into a jar. You stick a stick in it or stick a string with a lifesaver on it and you leave it to cool down. Then over time, about three to seven days, you're going to start to see sugar crystals growing on your Three to seven stick. days. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually about a day and a half of growth. Oh, so I do you see can, crystles in yeah. there. It's oh already a lollipop. Look at it. Yeah, isn't that cool? And that, yeah, that's just a 24-hour cycle. So imagine what it would look like in a week. So (laughs) I see you've got green food coloring, but I see Mm -hmm. crystals forming on the bottom of the jar and on the stick. Yeah. So it's it's all the the same basic concept. So, you know, when you're doing with your kids, you can, if they're asking the questions, which they very well might be, you can start, you know, seeding the questions. It's like, where does the sugar go when you dissolve it? Mm -hmm. Where does the sugar go (laughs) when you dissolve it? (laughs) So it's... That in my life, that sound yeah. just to follow me around. Um, so it's really cool. So the way that this works is you couldn't just dissolve all the sugar into uh, room temperature water or cold water. It has to be hot because if you if you picture instead of like sugar crystals and and water molecules, if you imagine these like uh, triangular water molecules and these circular sugar molecules, uh, the the when you heat up the water all the water molecules are moving so quickly that they have enough energy to break the sugar molecules apart from each other. And so they're still in there. You just don't see them. Ah, so they're just broken up. Mm-hmm. And then when it, start, when it cools down again, it gives them a chance to... Yeah, and that's another great question you can ask as your rock candy is forming. You can say, hey, you know, why is this here? Why are we seeing it come back? Like, we put it all in and disappeared. Here it is again. What's going on? Um, And really what's going on there is that water can only hold so much of something that you're dissolving into it. And as she was saying, hot water is able to hold a lot more of a dissolved substance, like sugar or salt, than is cold water. (laughs) It's because hotted, or hotted, oh my God, heated molecules molecules are moving really fast, so there's more energy and opportunity for bonds to be broken and made and broken again. Um, so if you heat up water, dissolve something into it, cool the water down, it gives the sugar a chance to kind of come back come out back. and start forming solid again. I it's, get it. Christine, it's really unfortunate that your listeners can't see your face because there is <laughs> this really beautiful <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> like, oh, I was just going to say, could you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. I did. It was a light bulb because I went, oh my gosh, I get it. The, the heat making the molecules go so fast and as it cools down, they come back to where they were and form the crystal again. Right. Exactly. I got it. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully your kids will get it. You got an A. (laughs) 
we brought another really fun uh, experiment to do. Uh, this one has to do with physics. So it's just paper airplanes. And we're... Oh, I love paper yep. airplanes. Good, because we brought Here some you for you to fly. Yay! Yay! That one's the dart. This is the okay. uh, the water plane. It's supposed to sort of glide on the air. And I mean, you can go online and just Google paper airplanes and find <laughs> good hundreds and hundreds of cool types yeah. of airplanes. Oh, that one goes wow. better. The glider Shit, goes better. better than I am. Yeah. What is How about this, this one? one? That's the, the hummingbird. It looks like... I was going to say, is it a swan? Yeah, it's got the little... If you look at the back of the wings, it's got little slits like others. Oh, wow. Yeah. Am I holding it which way? <laughs> Your choice. Oh, yeah. My choice. Oh, that one wasn't so good. It did a trick. It did like a little flip. It did a little flip. So tell me about this. Uh, so this is a really great opportunity to explore physics with your kids because, I mean, you know, why is, why is the paper airplane moving in the first place? What uh, do you think? Because it's lighter than air. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know why. It's actually, Aerodynamics. It's because of the first that your hand and the motion of your hand throwing the airplane transfers to the airplane. Yeah. So it's providing movement. Ah. And depending how old your kid is, you can get as simple or as complex with this as you want. Because physics is, I mean, it, it encompasses all the different laws that govern how matter interacts with each other right so if you know if you're dealing with your high school kid you can be like yeah sit down we're gonna talk about how lift works and why airplanes are able to stay in the air for a long time and if you've got a little tiny kid you can say oh how come the airplane came back down to the i mean don't sound as condescending as i do right but you know you can talk about simple things like what made the airplane come back down to the ground and then you can talk about gravity and, and gravity and stuff. the bernoulli effect Okay. <laughs> What's that? What's that? I don't know. It has something to do with birds and lift and the, how wind goes over its wings and force and physics and things. And aerodynamics <laughs> yep. and stuff. And that's like, and that's interesting though, Diana, because that, I know that in terms of an aeroplane's wings, mm -hmm. the front part of the wing is, is uh, sort of shaped like and inspired by the front edge of a bird's yes. wings. Yes, that rounded absolutely. edge and the way the wind goes over and, and, and that's where the flaps are where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why the, I have kind of flaps in the, the hummingbird aeroplane plane you can talk about that with your cool. kids uh, but yeah that just has to do with getting the air to move over the wings and in particular because when it's moving faster over the top then you've got less pressure on top of the wings and the, the air underneath it and then ah, this gives you great conversation next time you're on a plane going somewhere fun exactly <laughs> and that'll keep <laughs> them quiet too dying. i actually heard yeah. that happen when i was on a plane some kid you was did. like why Aww. is the plane up in the air and his dad just was so ready with all the answers and it was that good, good yeah, dad so right. and i think every passenger around dad was probably really appreciative yeah. of the right. fact that he kept it busy <laughs> okay. Good kid, good yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. So what's, uh, I see the next one is Kerplunk. Ah, uh, so we didn't know if we have time, so we didn't, we have a giant Kerplunk game. Yeah, I played Kerplunk, you know. No, what's it's, Kerplunk? It's basically like a tube, like a small, small version, it's like a tube with some marbles or balls in it, and they're held by a bunch of sticks that are kind of intertwined, uh -huh. and then you play, I think the goal is to be, not be the last person to get the marbles dropped. Yeah, you, you pull the sticks until the marbles fall. Oh, yeah. okay. It's yeah. sort of like the same principle as Jenga, right? You don't want okay. it to fall down completely. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> so. So we didn't we didn't think we would have enough time to set up our big giant one. So we could just talk about how it's a good opportunity to talk about biology. Okay. Um, and a lot of kids in elementary school, especially in Portland, are learning about um, uh, nutrient cycles and how all different things in the environment are. Uh, they work together. They live together. Um, we actually built it to uh, support one of our river ecosystem programs that we built. So it, we called it Biodiversity Kerplunk. Oh. Um, <laughs> and the idea was that the sticks sort of represented all the different components of an ecosystem, and the balls represented a healthy ecosystem. So if you had the ball supported, it was a healthy, supported ecosystem. And the more species that you, this is really sad, that you yeah. lost, the more your ecosystem would degrade. Um, so that is, I think that is beautiful. That is an mm -hmm. excellent presentation of what 
what happens in the environment. It's it very is, well. It is. And the great thing about it is that, you know, we, we did it at a, was it the Willamette River uh, Rival yeah. Festival? And so we had kids of all, I mean, anywhere from like three-year-olds to full-grown adults playing this game. And it was really wonderful to watch when different people at different times would be like, oh, I understand what we're doing. I understand how this represents our ecosystem, how all of the species are important, how all the species, uh, you know, support each other, um, which was just lovely for us because that's that's what we do. We, we just, we want to give this hands-on science so that people understand these concepts. And you guys get a gold star for that. Thank you. you guys I get wish, an a, a for the day. I wish you could see it. Science, I wish I could see science ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really fun game. And you, and you can, when if you're playing it with your kids, you can each stick is a, you're like, oh, what lives in the river? Oh, well, this is a detrite of where this is the bee that eats all the, the, you know, the dead things. And this is an otter and the otter needs all the other species to survive and it keeps the, the fish in check. And oh, I remember learning about it in my in my old growth forest class. Oh, and we nice. talked about old growth forest and in terms of the hierarchy of the trees and how the old growth forest started out with a certain type of tree. And then as the canopy, canopy grew with the dug fir, then other uh, species came under yeah. them. And then under that, they talked about how, you know, the bears would get the salmon in the river and they drop the, the rest of the salmon mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. under the tree. And that would uh, be eventually be fertilizer yeah. for the tree. And yeah. I mean, all those things we may not connect, they do all connect. Yeah. So you Absolutely. get rid of the salmon, you're losing that fertilizer for the tree, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and cetera, even though the otter is really cute and the heron is really majestic, the smelly worm and the tiny little words that you can't see, they're just as important. <laughs> they're just as yeah. important. <laughs> nitrogen mixing bacteria that nobody cares about. <laughs> I care. This is why we love, we love you. We love you, Christine. So we are here with the science ladies, Kira and Kay, their uh, website, Science Project PDX. And tell our listeners a little bit again about your what you do and what Science Project PDX can do for them. Sure. So uh, once again, we said this last week, we are trying to get into classrooms right now. We've done a lot of, you know, festivals and things at OMSI, but we want to be in the classroom doing these hands-on kinds of experiments with the kids and showing just how much fun learning science can be. And so if you're interested in that or you know somebody who would be interested, please write us an email. Uh, our website, again, is it's projectpdx.org. And that's for all levels of education. If you're mm-hmm. a teacher, if you're a teacher's assistant out there and you want help uh, creating some science uh, curriculum yeah. for your kids. Or even if you just ha- your kids having a birthday party and yeah. <laughs> rather than get a yeah. clown. Bouncy house. No, that is <laughs> Will you guys wear red noses? In no. no. Well, bring a six foot tall plunk game. That's Yay. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I'm talking about. But if you want to do this stuff at home, you're also, there's lots of websites. There's a Steve Spangler Science is a really great one that has just tons of experiments you can do with your I'm kids. working on getting some stuff online as well. Like we've developed some program packets and some instructions for some great experiments that kind of link together. Uh, yes. so hopefully that will be coming soon. Scienceprojectpdx.org. Yeah. Hey, have you guys heard that Bill Nye has got a new show coming out? <gasps> well, no. Yes. No. Yes, on Netflix. Seriously? Bill Nye, the science guy, is coming back to television. Oh, Is man. it a show for kids yeah. or a show for us? I, I don't know. I just saw it. I just saw it on yesterday and I'm pretty sure I know who doesn't love Bill Nye no he's been a great outspoken proponent of of talking about global warming and really uh, talking about the science yeah Yeah, science literacy so Bill Nye science coming back to television I don't know the details I'd have to check it out but but I thought you might be happy oh absolutely he's our hero are you kidding well I want to thank you guys for being here and I want to let you know this is my last Tuesday with you on X-Ray FM oh my god 
I'm my last week this week on X-Ray FM. I'm moving on. I've got a job at a News Talk 860 KPAM. I'll be doing news anchoring and working the news desk there on afternoons. Is anybody going to bring you sugar crystals? No, but I might have to work that out. Yeah? <laughs> I might have to work that out. So I miss you. I've loved working with you. I'm so yeah. glad and I know that, that you'll continue to do the segment with whoever replaces me starting next week. We'll never be so. the same. I thank you. <laughs> thank you so we much. We won't tell them that, but we'll, well you can hear you. me in the afternoons if you're driving on uh, KPAM. So um, uh, right now I'll just be doing news, but hopefully it will turn into something bigger very soon. And I have to keep it to myself. We'll <laughs> <laughs> absolutely keep it. Uh, All right. The prize. Karen K. Science Project PDX.org. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So we are going to, um, right now, we're going to run.